What a week and what a couple of days. Yeah. Good to have power. Good to be back on another episode of Borderline <laughs> with you. I, literally, as we speak, the wind is still, it's nice it? today, but it's still windy. And, and But it's good because things are drying out and yeah. it's windy and it's blowing all the debris off of our house. So, yeah. So less Chill. I'm going to have to get up on a ladder and go get off today. How long were you without power? Um, we were probably, uh, it wasn't bad, six or eight hours maybe. Because you're three out, you're roughly three hours south of me, almost directly three hours south. Yeah. So we, you know, we got it about the same time. It just, knock on wood, man, we got lucky power-wise. We never lost power, but you could hear the wind. I mean, the wind was was howling. We're pretty protected. We don't have a yeah. lot of trees around us, so I can't imagine. I know there were parts of Wilmington that just got crushed. So, yeah, uh, you know, got lucky here. Well, hopefully everybody out there watching the show this week, you all mm. are safe and fared well. Yeah, we really got hammered here in Charleston. We, ironically enough, at the height of the storm, you know, I was a meteorology major at Kansas, so I get geeked out about all the stuff. Oh yeah. And uh, so, ironically enough, and my dad's the same way. So when he's having a bad storm, he'll call me, and you know, I'll FaceTime yeah. him. So I had literally just stepped out the front door of our house because the wind was so loud. I want to go outside and hear it. Yeah. And uh, so I step outside and I go to FaceTime my dad because I mean it, it, it is literally it's it almost sounds like you know how people describe a tornado oh, for sure. like it's a train. I mean the wind was that loud. And as soon as I step up uh, or step onto our porch outside, I hear this crack and I look out <laughs> of the corner of my eye and across the street. You know, we we live in a in a neighborhood. I, I love our neighborhood. Um, but it is a little scary. So we have these huge trees. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, I look across the street. And one of our neighbor's trees in our front yard crack and slammed to the ground. Uh, fortunately, it missed their house by about, they're out of town. So I went over and took some video and pictures for them um, so they could call and and, and uh, start to fix it. But uh, it missed their house by, I'd say, mm, 10 feet at the most. Yeah. But, I mean, it would have gone through the house. I mean, you, had a lot of, you had a lot of pines and live oaks. Uh, it's, yeah, it's mostly, yeah, no, 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 I mean, in this area, in our neighborhood, not so many pines, but yeah, a ton of oak trees, in these oak trees, you know, 100, 200 years oh, yeah. old, Huge. they've been around forever. So, I mean, that's the creepy thing during these storms is you hear this crack and then boom, and you just, you just, you just hope and pray that it doesn't yeah. land on your, on your house. But then after it was done, um, you know, I went out with a flash, flashlight and walked up and down the street and it was just like, you know, like a, like a war zone. It was, yeah, it's, it crazy. was it's bad. Yeah, it's bad out there, but Fortunately, most of the trees that I saw uh, landed on the street or miss houses. So, you know, most of us were most of us were pretty lucky. But yeah, that was that was crazy, man. So today you'll hear all the chainsaws. I yeah, literally they're, yeah, they're going right now. You can surprise you can't so, so, in the background. So when I was growing up, Hugo rolled through in 1989, and I happened to be on a break from college at the time. So I was there as it rolled through, and it took three days to cut out of our property to get to the to the oh, to the road. Bet, yeah. And so but that, that's the one thing I really remember was just chainsaws for days and days. Okay. You just you just hear this noise all around, just chainsaws, people cutting through. It's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Mother Nature still undefeated. I know, crazy, right? I mean, that, that's the thing. I, I've lived down here now for um, 14, 15 years, and we've had some hurricanes come through. Nothing like that, obviously. Um, but uh, it, it, th this storm probably caused more damage than I've seen. In my last 14 or 15 years, you know, even, I mean, we get category one slash yeah. one, two hurricanes that roll through fairly regularly, but this storm of all storms in January 
did probably the most damage I've ever seen in all the time I've lived. It here. was a nasty one, man. All the it way was. up and down the coast. It was a beast. Yeah. And in the Midwest, my parents got over 15 inches of snow. So it was, it was a big snow event for them. They're all sledding and having fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> we get tornadoes. Tor tornadoes and violent. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's funny. So, hey, welcome to borderline. Borderline. <laughs> No, good to, good to be on again. Good to see you again. Um, yeah, man. Lots to talk about coming up uh, at the coming up at the bottom of the hour. Hey, um, hey, <laughs> you're on one hundred three five. Oh man, that voice uh, is the best. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, we'll have uh, we'll have our we're going to go through our power rankings again. Even though even though there there was not an event uh, this past weekend, uh, the big one coming went, up in Ohio. Yeah, we went through them so fast last week. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got talking about a bunch of stuff. Surprise, surprise kind of ran out of time. So we had to, we had to, we had to hustle through our power rankings and on, off and in. So we'll, we'll have those coming up. Um, but, uh, all right. So a couple things before we get to all of that, um, all right, real, real quick, before we get to kind of a topic I want to bring up with you as far as the future of the sport goes, uh -huh. I don't know how much you know the story of Mike McDaniel, who's the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. And for any of our players out there who are watching, or even even non-Cornhole fans who just kind of watch casually, if you haven't um, read, heard, or seen the story of Mike McDaniel, again, head football coach, Miami Dolphins, it's really worth a listen. There, there are so many j just little you know, video features on him that are 10, 11, 12 minutes long, so you can just watch him quickly. But I think I've talked about him on this show before. Are, are you aware of his story and his battle with alcoholism? No, no. He's a he's a funny dude. He's he's such a he's such a dude in a way. Like when yeah. you, when you, those memes or not even the memes, just the the videos of him and what he how he's talking on the sidelines and how he interacts with the players and referees. He's such a yeah, he's a millennial dude. Yeah, he's he is. He's, I mean, he's yeah. like forty years old, but yeah, he he's got a real he's got a real energetic, youthful spirit yeah. to him. Yeah. But but he's had he's had he's had a, a a crazy life and he's had some real real hard lessons and some hard times he's had to battle through. So again, for anyone who wants any motivation, um, de definitely look up his story, read it or or watch it. it it's it's really great. But to kind of to kind of um, just give you a little bits and pieces, um, I, I guess the highlight is he just kind of stumbled into a career in the NFL. Um, through getting some autographs as a kid, and and that story in and of itself is just is just crazy. Uh, mm -hmm. There was he lost his hat that had been signed by a player. Um, they, they looked all over for it, couldn't find it. Obviously, someone must have stolen it. A player heard his story, bought him a hat. As this player, as this player was was because uh, he used to go to training camp out in Denver all the time. So as a nine year old kid, and uh, so one of the players, one of the Denver Bronco players, uh, I think his name was Larry Johnson. Um, uh, heard about a story, so bought him a brand new Denver Broncos cap, and and he was at training camp that day with his mom, uh, Mike Mike uh, McDaniel was, and this player came up to give little Mike you know a new hat, and and uh, met his mom. Long story short, they ended up getting married. So so he had an in with the Denver Broncos, ended up being a ball boy, and that started this just this crazy career and a passion for the NFL. He went to Yale, he was a wide receiver, never played, but it just it just kind of started his his passion. And then he just became kind of this kind of quirky savant uh, yeah. with with, uh, with football and offenses and all, all that kind of stuff. But so at 22 years old, um, a ton of success, right? He's on the sidelines for for um, at at the time. Um, this goes back probably 10, 12 years ago, maybe a little bit longer than that now. And uh, no, actually longer than that, because uh, he was with the Houston Texans when they're an expansion team. So it goes back probably 20 years. And he was 22 years old. Gary Kubiak was the head coach. 
And um, anyway, he was drinking. Uh, again, this makes a long story short, but he, he was drinking a lot and ended up getting fired. Uh, Gary Kubiak said, listen, um, I, I'm, I'm going to teach you a hard lesson. It's not because I don't believe in you. It's not because I don't like you, but I just feel like someone needs to, to you know, give you a lesson. And he said, I got to let, let you go. So he got fired by Houston and he was out of the league. Um, then got back into the league, bounced around different jobs, started drinking again, got fired uh, from Atlanta. And uh, then he finally went to rehab. And now what he's done with his life since, and he's been sober ever since then, is, has started him on this path to becoming, you know, really one of the great minds in the sport of the NFL. Sure. And uh, I, I just think for any one of our players who watch this, it's such an inspirational story because obviously we all have ups and downs that we go through. But to hear his story was so inspirational and to hear him now talk to his players, um, you know, it makes me think of it, it made me think of Jamie Graham a little bit on, on a on a, you know, not not quite a severe level what Jamie had to battle through on the personal side last year and overcome and become a world champion. Mm -hmm. The power of our mind. And I know this just makes you cringe and laugh, but the power of our mind is just yeah. it just it leads us. It really does lead us. And sure. Mike McDaniel is a great example of that. And, and Jamie you know, whether it was willing or not, um, his 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 mind led him to become a world champion last year. And it really shows you that with a little bit of ability and some hard work and just the power of the mind, um, how, how you can still have success. I mean, Mike McDaniel was about as low as you could be. And, uh, you know, he had a beautiful wife and she was questioning him and the relationship. He didn't know how he was going to make money for his family anymore. Uh, just Just a powerful, powerful story that's really good for for anybody to watch. Yeah, and, and you know, part of that is also accepting things, because I think yes. sometimes people get lost in this fantasy that when they keep hearing, and I'm not, I'm not literally, I'm not picking on what you're saying, I'm not picking on any of those stories, but sometimes it's all the hey, you know, you can do anything if you set your mind to it and you work hard. Not really. You can set your mind to something. You can work as hard as possible. It may not work out, but you do have to learn to accept where you are, mm -hmm. right? If it's good so enough, it, like are things good enough? Because a lot of times what happens is people like that, they think they should be, you know, they, they think they should be here when they're not getting where they want to be. That's when all those demons kind of set in because they can't accept that, you know, maybe, maybe I'm not literally the smartest human being on earth. Yeah. Right. Like, like a Mike McDaniel. I think that, guy, you know, a guy like that that goes to Yale, you know, the, the, the intelligence level with Mike McDaniel is pretty severe. Right. At some yeah. point, he had to be okay with, you know, is, is it okay if I'm one of the best? You know, does that so, make sense? That, yes, that make sense? it makes sense. And, and, and if, you, if you watch the story, again, I don't want to give all the details because we got a lot of things to talk about. And we're already yeah. you know, yeah. 10, 15 <laughs> minutes in. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, but you're, you are exactly right because one of the things when, when he went to rehab, one of the, you know, basically when you go to rehab, you, you, you figure out, I guess, you know, why, what, what is the root? Why, what is your problem? Why are you addicted to drugs? Why are you, why yeah. are you, why have you become an, alcohol, an alcoholic? Yeah. Why are you drinking so much? And, and for him, one of the pains was his childhood. And secondly, exactly what you're talking about. He was, he was right there in the same class as, as um, Kyle Shanahan. Right. Um, and, and Kyle, Kyle and, and Kyle was great to, to Mike McDaniel and, and, and just because Mike McDaniel grew up in Denver, he became friends with Kyle. He, he, mm -hmm. he knew Mike Shanahan, right? Mike got on the job with Denver as, as a ball boy. Um, and then Sean McVay, Sean McVay was another one of the guys yeah. that was the same age as him and they all came together and that was, he was, he was always saying to himself, wait a minute, why are these guys getting further than me? 
you know, and, and just like you're saying, you know, why, why am I not there? Why, right. why, why are they having the success? Why are they getting, right. you know, getting to the top and getting these jobs? And I'm not. And right. you're right. That's exactly what he was doing. It's funny that you say that. I mean, you're exactly right. You and, it's, to- and it's not a cop out. Look, you still need to work hard. You still need to do all these things. It's just sometimes no. not everyone is like there's all for seven billion nine hundred ninety nine million nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine people. There's going to be one person better. Right. There's always going to be no. someone ahead of you. And some people just can't handle that. And that's the hardest. Like they think, oh, I've worked harder than anybody. I, I don't, you know, and it's like sometimes, you know, where you are is okay. Yeah. If you're second or third or, you know, let's say I think for our players, for example, if you're 15th best, that's remarkable. Right. If you're 15th, yeah. you are probably good enough to make a run at number, you know, but if you're 15th, it's like, that's remarkable. Look at what you've done. That's, it's an insane accomplishment. Don't, I guess I'm trying to relate it a little bit and make it analogous to our professional league. I mean, if you're one of, you know, now, if you're not working hard, if you're not really working on your game, then you need to look at yourself in the mirror. It's not everyone else's fault. Right. That's also very tough for people to do. Yeah. Right. Cause it's, it's a lot easier for someone like a Mike McDaniel to look around and say, well, Shanahan's dad did this. And you know, they, they, they start making excuses. I've, I've done it. I'm, I'm as guilty as anybody of it. Like there's all these excuses to lean on, but it's, I, I, I like that story. You know, it's like, cause like it's yeah. coming to terms with it's okay to be where I'm at. Yes. It's yes, okay exactly to be right. who that person in the mirror is. It's okay. Yep. And that's, that's Gratitude. hard for some people. Gratitude. Yeah. Yep. And that, and that's when he changed his life. He started waking up super early in the morning. He goes to work. He goes to work at like four o'clock in the morning. Oh, and one crazy. of the reasons why he does that is because he said there is nothing better than this time of day because it is quiet it is dark he loves the twinkling of the lights um he loves pulling up to hard rock you know stadium in miami yeah. where the dolphins play he loves pulling up to that place at about 4 30 or 5 o'clock in the morning when it's still dark but yet it's all lit up and he, he's like how can you not be grateful for where you're at and appreciate the moment every day when i drive yeah. this facility as my office so just being grateful for where you're at, exactly what you're like, exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Have you ever read the stories about NFL coaches? Like the amount um, of time that they actually yeah. spend. Like, and that's why, you know, when people talk about uh my brain, the old ball coach. Which Spurrier. Was Spurrier. Spurrier. Oh yeah. yeah. Why well, he didn't do very like you know, because he wasn't one of those guys that was gonna be <laughs> at five in the morning. And yeah. you know, he just wasn't one of those guys. And people were like, Well, you're not spending enough time. And he was like, Yeah. You know, he kind of kind of had that, you know, because, you know, in college, you, they spend an enormous amount of time. I'm not saying they don't. But the NFL guys, I mean, you hear stories uh, about, you know, those guys during season live in that office. If they go yeah. home at all, if they go home, they're there. Twenty. I mean, it's, oh, it's yeah. crazy. The time. There's only it's one nuts. coach I've ever met um, who is not that way. And you'll know the name, Joe Moglia. Uh, for those who don't know, Joe Moglia was um, – it was. Jeez, another long story that we don't have time for. Basically, basically he was he was one of the co-founders of Ameritrade, and uh, uh, worked, for Merrill, Merrill, worked for Merrill Lynch just just as as a you know twenty something kid was great at his job, put up some big numbers, was was noticed, and uh, worked his way up with Merrill Lynch, and then decided to become part of the startup firm, which became Ameritrade, and just and just blew up and became a, a gazillionaire. But anyway, but um, after doing that, he, you know, his 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 passion was always football. So he went to Nebraska as just kind of an assistant coach, 
uh, you know, one of those special assistants to the, mm-hmm. you know, operations right. guy, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And got uh, a cool title, you know, but has a yeah. small office. <laughs> and then ended up becoming the head football coach at Coastal Carolina. There you back go. Back when they're in the Big South and, and were really good in winning championships. But his his motto, uh, and then he retired recently. Uh, well, I shouldn't say recently. I think it's been six or seven years now. He retired from, from Coastal. But um, his motto was always work smarter, not harder. He would always tell his coaches that. He's, he's probably the only coach football basketball baseball i know who would ever say that because you're right most of them put in 80 hours a week minimum you know, minimum probably, those guys many, man probably many more and they get um, paid seven figures so probably yeah, he would kick, he would keep brandon noble who played for the cowboys and the redskins i've done some broadcasts with him he was an assistant under joe moglia he told me he would kick if, if your work wasn't done by like six or seven o'clock at night he'd kick everybody out out of the office he said and he'd be like go home go to your family i told you work smarter not harder. Anything that we should have, you know, anything that we wanted to get done today should have been done by now. So true, and, man. And that's how he would condition them. Yeah. Okay. Pretty interesting, right? And, and it's gotten so hard with uh, meeting culture in American business. Yeah. You know, that the amount of meetings that people have to attend or at least be on a phone with, I don't necessarily have to do it, but I see other people that have to get like, you're not really working in a meeting. You're discussing things. You're getting on top of things. I understand why it happens but you're not really working in a meeting. Well, if you've got a day filled with six, seven meetings, how much can you really get done? Yeah, I know. It's, it's crazy. I mean, it's, but that's, like when that's I was at the college of Charleston. Um, I was doing their radio and TV, but I was also uh, director of corporate sales. And literally I always, I always heard jokes about people who meet to talk about their next meeting. And I always thought that was just <laughs> kind of a joke. And, and I'm not saying it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to throw up that, you know, a, a blanket to cover yeah. every university, but I literally, literally we would have meetings about the next meeting when I was there sometimes. And I would just chuckle to myself because I'd be like, Oh my God, yes, this is what people talk about when they say, when yeah. they say this, it's true. Uh, wait, one more quick thing and then we'll move on. Uh, yep. when you talk about when I, I used to tell my kids this all the time and, and you just said it a few minutes ago, there will always be somebody who has more and always be somebody who has less. Right. I used to tell the kids that all the time, like, be happy with what we have. I'm sorry I can't get you more, but yeah. you know what? Be happy with what you have. And I used to tell them that always, all the time. You can get a brand new, fresh, you know, fresh kicks, some brand new, uh, you know, Nikes and go to school. There will always be somebody with more expensive Nikes, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. but, but there will be a ton of kids who don't have those Nikes. Always somebody with more, always somebody with less. And mm-hmm. you always wonder, you know, when the kids are younger, whether they really listen to you or not. And, and we were at Shem Creek having dinner. This goes back probably gosh, seven or eight years ago. Uh, Shem Creek is a place here in Charleston where all the, all the boats kind of come in and, and, and some of them will stop and have dinner or stop and go to the bar. Some of them will stop and buy some fresh fish. It's a really cool place. Oh, yeah. and, and so you see all kinds of different boats. So we're sitting there and this boat comes in, right, with, with like twin 300s on it. And, uh, and Derek, my son is like, dad, look at that. Look at that boat. Isn't that amazing? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that is really cool. And, uh, so we're watching the boat go by and they got fishing poles, you know, I mean, they're just having a blast right. and I'm, I'm not kidding. No more than maybe two minutes later, all of a sudden this swanky boat just comes, you know, cruising down Shim Creek. And this one, not only does it have two, not three, four engines on the back like four 250s on the back and derek looks and he's like dad he's like remember what you used to tell us always somebody with more always yeah. somebody with less always, it's so true. always always yeah. so that made me happy the fact that he remembered that <laughs> but it's true 
It's true. Yeah. We have to be happy with what we have. I don't think I realized that lesson until I turned about 40. Because, you know, being in sports broadcasting, contrary to popular belief, we don't get paid a lot of no. money to do this. You know, I mean, if I moved to Bristol um, and wanted to work for ESPN, my family's not going to move there. I'd have to go by myself. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. Could, I could probably make a decent living. But doing what I do, you don't make a whole lot of money. And so, you know, it's tough for me. Um, and still is, is tough sometimes, you know, for me now that I'm now that I'm into my, um, you know, to, to see other friends of ours from high school and college who now have put in their time and they're, they've made a really good living for themselves. And now they're talking about retirement. Right. And for me, no such thing. I'm going to have to right. be working until I'm, I don't know, probably right. in the grave. Keeping so, up with the Joneses can do but, a but lot of harm to you. Got to be, you got to be happy with what you have. I'm happy for for our house and where we live, and and uh, you're yeah, doing all right, man. You're, you're doing all right. <laughs> you're doing okay there in Malpe. You're all right, dude. Not Malpe I, anymore, I used, yeah. I used, I used I, oh yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, I used to crush in Creek, <laughs> by the way, when I lived in Mount Pleasant. I used to great. Isn't it a great spot? Oh, uh, is Vickery still there? Oh yeah, that's 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 pretty much our favorite spot still. I used to, man used to destroy yeah. that place back in the day. It's the only place down there that's still affordable. Oh, really? Everything's gotten so nice. Everything's so expensive. Because it was, it got, it got kind of trashy on that one side for a while. Some of the bars and restaurants, they probably redid a lot it's, of them. It is, it is run down a little bit more on that side, but only, yeah. only not, not in a bad way. Only just because it's just it's older. Yeah. Yeah. It's weathered. It's seasoned. Yeah. It's perfect. I love yeah. Shim Creek. All right. We so all go. we're all going to Shim Creek. Jeff's buying. Let's go. <laughs> Who's going with me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So here's what I really wanted to ask you this week. Mm-hmm. And then after this, we'll, we'll get into it. Cause I had a vision the other night Uh-oh. and it's my vision. I get it. Uh, the league doesn't share this vision with me. I don't care. I, I've, I've talked to Stacy about this many times. It's just my vision in the league. So it, it made me think like when I woke up, I'm, I'm like, you know, cause we always think about topics that we'd like to talk about. And so my question for you, while we have kind of an off week here of, of not really talking about specific cornhole, where do you see the sport in the future? And, and, and that future can be next year. That future can be five years. That future can be 10 years. Um, cause he, here was, here was the vision that I had. And again, this is just my vision. I, I, I literally just talked to Stacy about this, um, over, over new year's Eve. Um, he has, he has bigger and, and much more evolved plans. My, mine, mine is a very simple plan, mm-hmm. but, but I think where I see the sport going I just, again, I just I, I just woke up thinking about this. I, the sport to me featured sixteen of like of like the greatest players in the sport. You know, it's great that we're so inclusive, right? It's yeah. great that we have two year colleges competing against four year colleges. It's great on the pro level that we've got two hundred fifty six pros. It's great that we have thirteen year olds competing against sixty and seventy year olds. But in this vision I had, it was the top sixteen. Of the of the very best pros, mm-hmm. just just going around playing on TV like rock stars, you know. I mean, literally. I mean, so that so that, and I talk about this all the time. When you turn on the TV, you are seeing greatness. You know, you're seeing the Michigan Wolverines. You're seeing a great team play every mm-hmm. time you turn on the TV. Um, and and then I saw I, I I saw like I've always wanted a celebrity event, just like the American Century Investments in golf where these 16 were paired up with celebrities and playing on national TV, just like they do in golf. You know, it, it was very, it was very condensed. It, it wasn't this, it wasn't this, this huge, um, you know, uh, tournament 
right. uh, and, and a bunch of players. It, it literally was just, just like the top 16 players and you had to qualify for these 16 and it was a big deal traveling around. And I thought to myself, I'm like, when I woke up, I was like, wow, I'm like, that was, that was kind of powerful. But, but, and I started thinking about it. I'm like, you know, I, I don't know, maybe that, maybe that's, that's where the sport needs to go is, is be, is be more specific almost like a champions tour. You know what I mean? Like, like, like just seeing the very top players I mean, so recognize yeah. names and see the sport played at a high level. And you just have to be, you have to be better. If you in want essence, to have one of these top 16 players, yeah. you have to be great. In essence, the champions league. Like, so in European soccer, you have the champions league, which takes from the British premier league, the top four teams from the Bundesliga, the top four teams. Like, so, and then they create their own league and it's all for the, it's the best teams of the best leagues yeah. in Europe. And they have the champions league and it's got its own, its own TV package. It's got its own. I, there's going to be. Does it get to that point? Because someone has to qualify for that 16. You can't yeah. just choose 16. I mean, you you need that to be merit based. Because if you start just choosing it for TV, probably not going to be the best, right? You're gonna you're gonna yeah. get the people that look best, act best on TV. They might not be the best players. In our game right now, I would say the people that would look best give the best idea of the sport, what it could be, what it would, what, it, what its best foot forward would be on television would not necessarily be the best players. Yeah. However, I, I think there has to be some level for the other pros and, you know, to get to that point and how do you televise that? I mean, cause I, cause I think right now, if you really think about it, it's the same people on national television. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that way. Yeah. I, I, I mean, the occasional that. person breaks through, but for the most part, if we go back and really look through, it is about 16 people. Right. I mean, it, you yeah. know, it, it really is a lot of the same people time and time again with the occasional person breaking through, which I don't have a problem with necessarily. Yeah. It's just. How about this? I mean, how about maybe this? Maybe you divide the league. Yeah. I don't, I don't know exactly how, how this you is do an that. idea, too. You start with 256. Right. So maybe, mm-hmm. maybe you have a Maybe you have a great made for TV event. Right. Where you get your you get your 256. So we got a thousand people in Rock Hill. Right. I mean, everyone is there. So it's like it's like what we saw in Myrtle Beach a couple weeks ago. Literally a thousand players in town, mm-hmm. and they all play it down to two fifty six. All two fifty six are in for the summer, and maybe it's a little bit like NASCAR, where the first event it's two fifty six, the next event you get half, next event is half, and you get down to that to that sweet sixteen, elite eight. Obviously, aren't we kind of doing games. that in a way? That, I mean, because well, what you're talking about is essentially what golf does with its uh, with its playoffs, right? Like so. And the, you but, had, the, but the arrest get limited. But the arrest, yes, the, yeah, the they go off, and, it, and they get. You know, yeah. I, I don't have a problem with that. Look, I think we're going to eventually get to. I don't know if this is the case. I'm just spitballing here. I think it's going to really bother a lot of the old cornhole heads, a lot of the people that want to see all the action and every bag from every match. I think we're eventually going to get to a point where you're going to see a lot of pieces for entertainment value, and then mm-hmm. we'll come back to the match, and it's eight six. Right, you, you haven't seen every bag. You have. You're going to see the important moments in a match. You're not going to see, you know, I don't know how much live broadcast you'll get until you get to say the World Championships. Right, and then I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. know. I just don't. I, I just don't, don't know. Yeah, uh, and and I'd love to hear people's opinions. So because we kind of do that. I mean, if you really think about it, our national TV broadcasts are what four semifinals and a final. Right. I mean, we're not. We're not showing on national television. Yeah, but I think it would put a premium on every single event because let's say, let's say, let's say, um, like who's who's a? I mean, like oh, here, here's a good example. I know we've talked about him before. A few years ago, AJ Sims, right, went against Jamie Graham 
right? For the world yeah. championship. Um, in, in this type of scenario I'm talking about, if AJ lost early, you wouldn't have that chance in the, in, you know, in the final event of the year because you'd right. be eliminated. No, I get again, it. you start with 256 and each one gets pared down as the weeks go on. So we're, so when you get to that, when you get to that final event in August, you're down to your elite eight or you're down to your final so happens, eight, whatever we wanted it to yeah, be. That's what, that's what golf does with its playoffs. Yeah. Right? It go, it gives the whole, the whole, every, all the card holders are there the first week. It gets broken down to 125, then to 70, then the last 30. And then they play at are the, you for, like for the FedEx cup. Yeah. Mean? Yeah. It's yeah. just 30 guys playing that last Sunday. But yeah, yeah, we could do it differently. I don't have a problem with that. I think it'd be kind of fun. I mean, yeah, it would just, be- just kind of just kind of making it simple and, and making it uh, tangible so that people can, you know, what am I watching this week in Las Vegas? Well, you are watching this number go from the top 100 down to the top 50. And only these top 50 move on this summer. I, you know? I have no problem with that. The I rest think, go home. I think one of the problems that we have in our sport is it's still a fight. And it may, may always be this way. There's still a fight between the old thought of, on how, you know, a tournament's best when there's more people there. Not necessarily. <laughs> you know, and, and I think there's a fight on that. It's like, you know, there was 1,500 people there last week. What, what, is that yeah. good necessarily for the sport? Shouldn't the sport be more focused on the time? And that's like, you know, we get, look, we, I get blasted online for, I, oh, he only talks about the people. It's like, yeah. <laughs> We, at some point, we have to start focusing on certain people at the top of the sport to make the sport more attractive to those mm-hmm. people on the outside. I mean, like the sport can only get so big if it stays the way it is now. The sport can only get so big if it's tearing itself down from the inside like it does now. I mean, this sport is worse than any that I can think of about tearing itself down from the inside. And we at some point, look, and that's that's on the ACL as much as anybody else, because we're not perfect. You know, mm-hmm. mistakes are made. And anytime you make a mistake, you know, there's every, you know, keyboard warrior that can get online on social media, just starts ripping it to pieces. Right. And then everyone piles on. That's not good for the sport. I don't know why people think yeah. it is good for the sport. I mean, it, it's, I it's think, really I not. Think, I think, I think, uh, right. you know, the old adage to the, the old, the old kiss rule, right? Keep it simple, stupid. And and I think sometimes, yeah, I think sometimes maybe there's too much going on, and I've talked about I this agree. before. I, Simpl- I agree. Simplify it. Simplify it. I mean, because as as a fan, the you know, you don't want someone to turn on the TV and say, "What am I watching?" You know, and going back to your to your comparison with soccer, I think that's why I'm not a big soccer fan because you know when I'm watching all the European stuff, I don't really know what the what's what's going on. See, you know, I, what, yeah. I mean, I know I know I, what's going on with the sport. I don't know what's going on with the standings. What what does this game mean? And that's right. what I want. When when someone turns on the TV on a Saturday this summer to watch cornhole, I want them to know what this means. And I right. think it's I, I think I think what I'm talking about makes super easy. You know, this week we are down to our final 32. Only 16 will advance next week into the championships, and 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 it makes you makes you want to watch, and it puts a premium on on every event. Again, I don't know if this is the right way. I'm just I'm just I just sure. I just so badly want something for a sponsor to grab onto. I want, I want excitement. I want fans to have a reason to come watch. I want, I want them to be able to, you know, why am I watching on TV? Um, and then you can incorporate little celebrity things around that, but I don't know. That that was just kind of my vision. Yeah, I know. I like it. It's just so hard, man. Like something happened the other day, which was so indicative of why we're not where we need to be. And we're the position we're in now, where we're trying to cater to everyone Mm. in the sport, believe it or not. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, I, uh, I think, I mean, I think some people think we're being exclusionary, and we're really not. When you look no, at no, absolutely not. Yeah, Stacy, Stacy, behind the scenes, and, and you know this even probably yeah. better than I do. I mean, he, 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 it causes him pain because he, he does, he, he really does try to include everybody. Yeah. And and when and when he knows someone is unhappy, it really kills him. It truly yeah. does kill him. I, I, I know people don't believe that, but yeah. if you got to know him as a person, he he, he has a huge heart. He really does, and yeah. he he wants to be inclusionary to to a fault, probably. I I, I think that, uh, but that's what I'm saying. There's still there's this war within the sport. Do we want it to be? It's this whole big family atmosphere, and everyone gets to play, and everyone makes the same money, and. You know, no one's better than anybody else. No, at some point, if you want it to get bigger. Now, if we want it to stay how it is and this is all it is, then I say that we all go do something else. Personally, let's let it just be what it once was. And, you know, maybe you can make a, a few yeah. dollars doing it. Right. But like, it's, it's not so going, funny. You know, but like, it's, it's not going to get to the next level. And people are like, well, it could be this. Like, well, it could be. But it has to yeah. change a little bit. And the, and the, and the mind the mindset has to get bigger than the backyard. The mindset has to get bigger. It's just, it's this, the, the, this constant struggle of two. It rooms, is, right? It is. Because I, I, because I, because it's so funny. You and, said that I literally just walked it. out of, I just walked out of my bedroom the other day. And I don't even, I don't even know what made me think about it. Literally just 48 hours ago, walked out of the bedroom and I don't know what triggered this, but I'm like, you know what? What if we just went back to the, to the way it was. Everyone's just drinking beer and playing cornhole. Would that be better? Not not to make money. Better every every weekend on TV, you know, just just watching people drinking beer and playing cornhole. Well, you're not going to get any money because we'll have even less sponsors than we have now, right? Believe it or not, sponsors don't like that. I don't know. I don't. That's that's why I'm throwing it out there. I don't know what the. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, one of it's been a knock. Uh, You know, a Chick Fil A, for example, isn't going to sponsor something where people are getting drunk all the time. They're just not. That's what they. You know, they they love it. It's their world. They would like to be a part of that world. But due to their, you know, value system, they're not going to promote that. Right. Like so. And then I don't know why the the beer folks won't get involved because they don't like the fact that we've got teenagers that are so good. Mm. Right. They can't promote to teenagers. So there are some issues within the sport that keep it from going somewhere. Julie's on a business call with a colleague. brings up what I do. They start laughing like, oh my God, I had no idea that was a pro sport. That's still no. there. Right. And that's still there. That And that's not just a weird person saying that. I mean, that's literally out there. And so how do we get past where we are? And I think that's yeah. the big, that's the mountain everyone inside the ACL is trying to climb. And it's, right. and still while doing that, how do you continue with the structure that we have? And that, you know, it's, it's not, I think everyone at home, I shouldn't say everyone, I think there's a lot of people in the cornhole world that just don't get that if we keep it the way it is and we keep it how it's always been, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. It's not. Well, I'm going to give you one, I'm going to give you one final word on this, but then we got to, we got to keep moving. So I hate, I'm sorry. I hate to interrupt you. No, no, no. Talk about this all day. Yeah. Um, but again, so, so, you know, to answer the question, where do you see the sport going? I feel like that's kind of where I see it in my head. And I don't know if I'm right or wrong. Um, and, and I'm sure there's a ton of debate over it, but I think I see everything just simplifying. 
getting down to just a champion summer tour. We just whittle it down. Pe- people are watching the greatest players play, whittling it down to a champion, and then teams. Mm-hmm. I love teams. I think teams has a huge future. I loved broadcasting teams last year. And the fact that it went down to the Game 7s, I mean, of all the events I've done, that truly was one of the – t- to me, I know people are going to think it's crazy – that I'm saying this, but truly, it, it was really fun to broadcast. Love oh, broadcasting. Yeah. I love the future teams, but on but on the on the pro side, I really see some sort of major simplification of that entire series, whittling it down to a championship on TV. A couple of celebrity based things, a Super Bowl thing, but everything else is just is just very simple. I, can't, I, I to me, that's where the success lies, whether it's right or wrong. So so again, I'll give you last word. You get like two minutes. No, no I'm gonna I, move on. Um, so where where do you see the sport? Do you see something like that ever happening? Do you, do you have a different vision of like we're saying, go back to just drinking beer and having fun? And we put that on TV. Like, where do you see the sport going? I really don't know. I mean, I, I'm kind of, I, I think we kind of already do a lot of what you're saying in, in, in yeah. some ways. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I really don't know. That's, that's the crux of it. I don't know. I don't like, I, I think Two we're going to get to a, Yeah. I, I think we're going to get to a point on television at least where it's a lot of features on players and really trying to get people at home. Hey, identify with this person here. We're giving you their, their personal story. And then we're going to, we're not going to see matches all the way through. We're not going to have, I don't know. I, I don't yeah, know. And but, I'm not but sure. Some, I'm some not things sure I'm have to change. I'm not sure I'm a huge fan of that because I, I think we, I think, I, I think we'd have to be very, very careful on something like that. Cause as much as I have been a proponent of making sure that we let people know who these players are and the fact that they do have incredible stories and I've chronicled many of them on the broadcast. Yeah. We can't forget, I mean, what these players are doing with the bags from yeah. 27 feet away is I remarkable. Agree. And it's mesmerizing. That's what everyone said during COVID. Just watching the flight of the bag was mesmerizing. That's why people fell in love with it. So I would I would caution anyone who's thinking that, let's let's not go too far away from that. I agree. Because, because in and of itself, the action and the, the, the flight of the bags – the metrics, which I believe, which, I, which I'm really hoping that we can get to more of as the sport evolves, yeah. uh, which I don't have time to talk about this week. Maybe we get to that next week. Um, I, 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 we can't forget um, the magic of, of the actual physical yeah. playing of the sport. In, in, in a short answer, I'm kind of with you. I think we need to focus more on the top players. Yeah, I think we already that's, kind of do that. I think it's almost as if we need two sets of it's it's so difficult <laughs> it's so like because the sport's so big there's so many people i mean there's 256 professionals that's yeah. a lot well you, you can know, still with, with a whole other like you know it's not baseball we don't have a minor league system set up where you can go yeah. through I mean, we just don't have that ability so well maybe you maybe you mix it like you just like you said in golf i mean you still have the opens right we everyone still yeah. plays for money still at got, the opens. You're, you still, still have got your four major championships and then you but, work yourself down in the playoffs yeah but on tv you know, for the for those for that for that pro series for the you know for those eight weekends on TV, it's yeah. it is the best of the best. It is two fifty six. Then you cut that in half, and you cut it in half. I'm you get down to thirty two sixteen, and that that final broadcast. I mean, but but it makes you watch during the year. Like who, you know, who's gonna who's gonna advance and who's not? You know, right. I, mean, I don't know. I, I, I mean, it's always gonna be tweaked. Yep. That's and I think that's what you know flusters people too. But yeah, we could we could talk about this all day probably. Yep. Yeah, we could. All right. Um, power rankings and on, off, and in. We got 10 minutes. You think we can power through both of these? Sure. I mean, nothing changed. It's just we didn't get a chance to talk about it much. Let's, um, 
You know what? Let's you want you want to skip power rank? You want to go through them just real quick? I was hoping to spend more time on these because really, really, really not so much the names that are on the list, but how we're getting to our power rankings. But since they haven't changed, you want to get to on, off, and in? Sure. Let's do that. Let's go on, right. off, and in. Because yeah, we didn't we do really, it last week. Yeah, I'll say, if we start in the power rankings right now, which again, it really doesn't matter because there was an event yeah. this week. Let's 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 save power rankings for next week. Okay. Um, after the Ohio Open, because then we'll have a lot more to talk about. All right, here it is. We didn't get a chance really to get to it last week, so we're doing it this week. Another edition of On, Off, and In, where we talk about mm-hmm. things that we feel we are trending correctly about, things that we have totally missed, uh, which I, I, could, I could do an entire segment of Off the Board for myself this week. Uh, it's, t- it's tough for me to only pick one. And then, uh, so on the board, off the board, in the hole, things that we uh, had just been dead right on. So, all right, you ready? On, yes, off, sir. and in. You want me to all start? Right. I'll yeah, start. What's your, what's your on for on, the week? On the board, I, you know, we talked about it before. I think our top 10, and we, we, we said some of that last year, last, uh, last week, and a lot of prior weeks with our top 10 list. I think it's going to be in flux all season this year. So I don't know if that's going to be the case. It could be the same 10 players like it is a lot of times. But I think there's going to be a lot of this year, for whatever reason, that's going to be in flux a lot, who the mm-hmm. top 10 players are. Like who they are in mid-January compared to March might be 10 different people. Yeah, eh, You're probably still going to have three or four, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you'll have – yeah. You'll, you I, know, I think you'll have your core three or four that, that won't change, maybe, maybe even five. Yeah, but, but outside yeah. of that, there's going to be a lot of movement this year compared to, last, to the last few years. Yep. No, I like I like doing that too, and uh, and my power rankings. There, there's a recency bias to it, and yeah. and uh, yeah, it just it is what it is. And, and you're right. I think that makes it. I think it makes it entertaining. Makes it fun to talk about. Makes it relevant. And yeah, I think we're both on the board on that. Yeah. Uh, my on the board, um, offense and defense. And <laughs> congratulations. As much as it pains me to say this, congratulations to the Michigan Wolverines. At least they're out of the Big Ten. So hey, uh, hail Big Ten. I uh, love that a Big Ten school won the national championship. But, you know, Michigan at the end of the day is um, what I say we all need in every sport and cornhole included. You have to have both. You know, you can't just have a block game. If you're going to have a block game, you're going to be Eric Davis. And, and Eric, I hate to keep throwing you under the bus, but he, he's my he's my cautionary tale. You can't just be a defensive player and not score. You have yeah. to be a defensive player. You have to score. And the Michigan was the best of the best Pretty much in both. They they were the top defensive scoring team uh, in, in all of college football. Terrific defense. But what do they also have? They had playmakers. They could score. Yeah. They put up 34. They were one of the top 15 scoring offenses in the country. Put up 34 points against Washington. Held them held Washington 10. It's the best of both worlds. If you're going to be a champion in the sport of cornhole, it's got to be the it's got to be both, kids. Yeah. You got to do both. You got you got to be a great defensive player, great block player, but then you got to be Ryan Trader. Hit the blocks. And then score, and then score, yep. and, and and beat 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 the crap out of your opponent with scores. That's yep. how it works. And in Michigan, congratulations, you you are what I always talk about. So, on the board with that. All right, off the board. My, my off the board. I thought that the focus of the pros that I saw in uh, in Myrtle Beach would have been higher. Our top pros, our like our top ten, our top twenty pros. I thought. I saw some of them working on stuff and I, you know, I've made it analogous to Tiger Woods at times, you know, like when he was in his peak around 2000, 2001, he would be at say Bay Hill in Florida before the masters working on shots for the masters while in another tournament. Right. 
but he really wasn't focused on that tournament, even though he might end up winning because his talent level is, you know, just different. But I, I think I saw that more from the like I was expecting. You know, the year's changing. Here we are, Myrtle Beach. It's the biggest open. We're going to see a really focused level of top top professionals. I don't think I really saw that. I think I was off the board on that. So I'm going to I'm going to make that my off the board. Two rows. Who are you going to be? <laughs> Are you going to be yeah. this dedicated player and be a champion, yeah. or are you just going to drink beer and have fun and make money with your, you know, with your buddies? I mean, it's, yeah. it's two roads. It's yeah. two roads. It's it's a struggle. Uh, my off the board. Going to go back to college football. Uh, Michael Penix. Wow. I mean, I literally I was <laughs> talking to my family and, and literally told my parents, "Hey, wait till you see this kid play football for Washington, uh, the quarterback." I'm like, he is dynamic. I even told Kathy. I'm like, uh, you know, because Kathy's a casual football fan. I'm like, you know what? I said, this might actually be a game that that you're going to enjoy watching tonight because he's really good. I don't know what was going on with that kid. Um, he lost a bunch of money. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I think he lost people, a ton of some money. Some people are saying he's really dropped. Um, there are also some some thoughts out there, and this could be right. Uh, and, and looking back, watching uh, some of the highlights and watching back some of the game, because I did, because I was interested, that he was concerned about getting hurt. Uh, definitely was definitely yeah. was and they're uh, not going to lock you in the reason, yeah. yeah which was the reason for a lot of quick releases and a lot of misses a lot of interceptions just because he wasn't hanging in the pocket wasn't going through his reads didn't want to get hurt yep. i don't know what it was but that was awful i couldn't and, wait no. to see him i yeah. thought that he was going to challenge michigan i thought it would come down to the wire i thought maybe he put together a two-minute drive to win it and i was completely wrong on that that was brutal to watch i could barely yeah. watch the, the fourth quarter. I, I, Clean pocket, kid's got amazing arm talent, right? He can put it anywhere, throw it anywhere, throw it how you want it, whatever. Not clean pocket, going to take some hits. He obviously doesn't want any part of it. And the NFL and quarterbacks get all the money, and they're, yeah. you know, they get all the but, girls, but, they get all the money, but they're tough. They will yeah. take hits to make a play. And Michael Penix, at least in one game, didn't look like he wanted any part of that. Correct, and, and, and I, I think that's the question that 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 has now, you know, come up is, was this a one-time thing because he knows yeah. he's about ready to be a billionaire, could be, or or is this a red flag about the future of him, you know, shying away from contact? I have a feeling the kid's a gamer, right? Because he's battled back from injuries before. He's been hurt. He's battled sure. back. He's obviously tough. Um, I I have a feeling this was just one game. And, hope so. and that's got to play. That's got to play head games with you. You know that literally in a few months you're about ready to be a billionaire. And why am I playing in this game? You know, so <laughs> it might might have been some of that. Anyway, I, I hope totally so. off the board. I, I, I really, hope so. thought, really thought we were going to see something great and didn't. Totally missed on that. All, All right. right. So in the my hole, in the hole. hole. My in the hole is I knew I would not be invited to the New Year's festivities with you guys at the Airbnb. I was completely in the hole on that one. You're right. You weren't invited. I, I was not invited, and I knew I wouldn't be invited, and I hate all of you. Matter of fact, I kept saying, hey, where's Bernie? And they're like, would you stop with Bernie? He hasn't been invited. Yeah. Let it go. Cool. I'm like, but we do the show. We don't care about the show. Yeah, and that yeah, you guys do this. We're not inviting him. I know. It so was, I'm sorry. Uh, I tried. I tried. But yeah, you're right. You weren't invited. I, I, I was not invited, and I and I actually there are some there are some deep seated hatreds uh, uh, hatreds about that that I have to come to terms with. No, no, none of that is true. What Bernie is saying right now. However, it, the one thing it, it is, is for Bernie. The, <laughs> no, the only thing that I can tell you is factual and is true. The only reason that this guy got invited was because of Kathy. 
well, they all really like Kathy. It, if, it, if Kathy it, wasn't coming up to Myrtle Beach and it was just me, mm -mm, I'm staying hey, at the team hotel with everybody. It's my in the hole because I knew how that was going to go down. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> in the hole. No. When she walks in the room, everyone's like, hey, Kathy. You know, and mm -hmm. I come up the steps, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, oh, I hear oh, you. Hey. Hey, hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Uh, I, I hear you. All right, my in the hole is from last week, and now I feel like it's totally outdated. I probably should have thought of something else, but but I guess you know it still bugs me, so I'll bring it up. Is Florida State and Florida politicians? You know, can we please stop? Can we please stop with all this stuff? You know, I, maybe it's just because you and I have gotten to the age. You know, wh when politicians get involved in sports, it's just stupid. It's just posturing, right? It's yeah. pandering. It never it works. It's dumb. And when yeah. in Florida State, I'm sorry to your fans. Be upset about it, but then move on. You know, Mike Norvell, their, their coach, uh, who I actually like, he's a really good coach. He was whining so much, like, move on. Get over it. You know what? Ha there's nothing you can do about it. it. The system is changing again next week. And they all complain. All the politicians complain. They get the pants, you know, their, their pants beat off of them. It's just, it wasn't a good look for the university. It wasn't a good look for the coach. It wasn't a good look for the. It wasn't a good look for anything. I, I, I thought Kirby Smart said it best, to be honest with you, after the game. I thought he had the best comments about all of it. It has, for to, it has to be fit. Yeah. He was talking about the whole system. He's like, this has to change. This, whatever this was, it's not, not, not good. It's not yeah. good for anybody. It's not good for them. It wasn't good for us. You know, just it's just the, the look for yeah. college football is terrible. So it all yeah, has to change. But when you whine and cry and complain ah. and draw attention to yourself, you know, I, I mentioned this a, a few weeks ago because, you know, I always warn my kids about this. It never ends well. And it didn't for Florida State and it didn't for their politicians. Just just a just a bad look. Yeah. So. Just I mean, you know, if I was a Florida State fan, I'd probably still be upset about it, but I'm not. So, yeah. Just move on. Let's let's be, let's be honest. Are all those politicians Florida State grads? Probably not. Right. So let's let's. And it never let's, works. Let's relax. I remember James yeah, Madison I mean, was doing the same thing. James Madison and then lost. And some Virginia yeah. politicians were going to pursue yeah. action against the NCAA. Like, come on. Yeah. Anytime you do that and start whining and complaining and drawing attention to yourself, what happens? Yeah. Nothing. Not Nothing. Yet. You you get I, you, it, it. Just it looks badly. It just yeah. It does. It's it. All of it was bad. All the, all, that whole situation was bad, which is why I kind of liked it because it was pure chaos and it was so funny. You could see it coming for about three weeks. Yeah. You know, and then, and then once he got hurt, you're like, oh man, here it comes. It's going to be complete yeah. chaos. You could right. see it coming. Yeah. Look, the whole, the whole look, that final four was not the best four teams. Like that, that oh, whole no. look, all of it was bad. All hey, of dude, it was bad. Sorry, I man. We're, 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 we're over. We're over. We're, we're over. We're going to cut all of it. Yeah. Real quick, though, to end the show, um, and hopefully this will make it. I hope this makes it. Um, uh, just terrible, terrible news that we got out of uh, ACL College. Branson Oliver, former national champion, uh, died. Just tragic yes. uh, car accident. Oh. I think you told me. We're filming this on Wednesday. I think you told me it was just last night. So our thoughts are out to, and prayers out to his family. Um, terrible loss. He, he, I, I, I spoke with him many times. Um, and... Uh, Man, I hated to get that news. So uh, yeah. hopefully, yeah, hopefully this is, gets edited in and they'll take some other stuff out because Branson was one of the first kids I spoke with about ACL College way back in the day at Jacksonville State University. He kind of had a light about him. He kind of helped me get other kids involved from around the southeast. So yeah, wow. that uh, that's that's a tough one because I knew Branson. I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I was his best friend, but I knew him pretty well. And so that's a that's a big. It's a big yeah, shot. No, and remember when they won the way the school rallied around? Hundred uh, percent. I think they've still got, got the trophy. Championship ring. Got I think they've still. Rings. Yeah, I think they've still got the trophy in the trophy case there. I think that's yeah. awesome. 
Yeah. So, so that's uh, just so that, that was tough news and, and absolutely hate to hear that. What what a terrific yeah. champion he was. So all right, brother, gotta wrap things up again. Hopefully that'll make it into the show. And yeah. um anyway, have a great week and I will talk to you again later. Yes, sir. All right, bye everybody. See you.